Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So the frustrating part about dealing with the left, the Biden administration, Obama, Hillary Clinton, whoever it may be, is they lie, they lie over and over again. Um, we They lie, right? It's that old line. They lie. We know they lie. They know, we know they lie, and we know, they know, we know they lie, and yet they still lie, and they never, ever have to apologize, ever. Folks, I'm going to show you the video evidence here that they've been lying to you the entire time, that they did exactly what they said they were going to do. It's painted us in a corner now, and now they're lying about the results. This is what they do, and they just don't care. It is so Freaking frustrating. Pardon my French there. It really is. I've also got Dr. Peter McCullough coming up at the end, uh, a, a video clip, not an interview, but a video clip of him showing, again, alternative treatments to COVID you haven't heard about. I got Ron DeSantis strikes again, and I got a warning that the United States is emulating the totalitarian tactics of China. Loaded show today. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joseph, let's go. You are now entering a no-lie zone. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hope so. I really do because I'm really getting frustrated. So I'm listening to uh, Peppermint Patty yesterday, who, I mean, really have some personal dignity. My gosh, I mean, the lies, they're not even credible lies. They're not lies on the margin where you're like putting lipstick on a pig. They're like, there's no pig. And you're telling people there's lipstick on the pig. Like, hey, there's no pig. There's nothing there. This This isn't taking the edge off something. This is just making this something up. Here's what I mean. Let's go back to 2012. Well, with, we're talking about gas prices here, the war with, uh, with Russia and, and Ukraine going on right now, and how we painted ourselves in a corner by not producing our domestic petroleum assets and then the world having to rely on Russia. Now that the Biden administration is talking about today cutting off Russian imports to the United States, gas prices are going to go up dramatically. None of this had to happen. If we just would have increased leases on federal lands, drilled in Anwar, drilled in the North Slope, and dumped a lot of these ridiculous restrictions on energy where it takes 75 years to get a permit. I'm exaggerating, of course, but you get the point. We wouldn't be here right now. Here. Here's 2021 coverage right when Biden took office from CBS where they cover the fact that Biden... Stopped oil and gas leases on federal lands. I, I can't believe I have to do this to show you the fact that he did it. They covered it in the news. It's not a conspiracy theory. Here, check this out. The executive order he signed today establishes a White House Office of Domestic Climate Policy, directs federal agencies to procure zero emission vehicles 
And it calls for a pause on all new oil and gas leases on public lands and in offshore waters. Calls for a pause on oil and gas leases on federal lands, on land and in water. I don't understand. Like, you tell me, the lefties, you tell me on one hand that the mainstream media are the only credible media people and everything else is disinformation. So like I did with my books where I use left-wing sources so that if you attack the book, you're attacking the the people you claim to love. I do the same thing on this show. So there's CBS, scions of the mainstream media, right? Supposedly beacons of truth forever. Joe, a lighthouse of truth. A lighthouse. We use every ridiculous hyperbolic analogy. A lighthouse of truth, right? (laughs) And yet they're telling you Biden stopped oil and gas leases on federal lands. Now, common sense would indicate to me that if you stop new oil and gas leases on federal lands, you're not going to find new oil and gas. Joe, I know this is crazy, which would mean new oil and gas you never found never made it to the gas pump because you never freaking found it. That's right. Thank you. Now, here is hapless, clueless, the most ridiculous member of Congress outside of the squad, the hapless Katie Porter who is constantly fed talking points by her staff, who is, she knows nothing about any of the subjects she talks about. The left loves her because she's fed papers by her staff and regurgitates dumb questions. Here is Democratic far-left radical hack Katie Porter celebrating the fact that we're not exploring new oil and gas leases and attacking oil and gas executives. This is from a while ago. Because she doesn't understand the economics of the situation where she said, well, you already have oil and gas leases. No kidding. A lot of them could be unproductive. So they're not going to drill if they can't produce profitable streams of petrochemicals. Is Katie Porter an idiot? Here's Katie Porter again, but probably loves Joe Biden, radical leftist Democrat, member of Congress berating oil and gas executives for trying to produce more oil and gas. And the left loves her. They think she's great. Check this out. Mr. Wirth, you serve on the American Petroleum Institute's Executive Committee. Do you support a pause on new oil and gas leases on federal land? Congresswoman, access to uh, resource in this country is essential to ensure the energy security of our country. And uh, I'm my time. Mr. Lawler, do you support a pause? The administration and it's leasing. our it's our hope that the that the uh, pause ends soon. We think it's important to go forward. My time. Thank you for your answer. The answer there is no. Mr. Woods, do you support a pause on new federal and gas leases? No. Ms. Watkins, do you support a pause on new federal and gas leases? No, I do not. I think it's important. You already have 13.9 million acres. This is equivalent to Maryland and New Jersey combined. He said it right. He said she sounds like the queen of the Karens in a village of Karens. She is, in fact, the monarch. Folks, she's berating oil and gas executives for seeking out new oil and gas sources to fuel our economy. She's proud of it. Again, the Democrats will never have to apologize. There's CBS covering the fact that Biden did not want new oil and gas produced in the country. And this silly, ridiculous representative, Katie Porter, the Karen of Karens, out there beating up oil executives for trying to produce more oil and gas. 
They didn't do it. Now we're relying on Russia. And now if Biden follows through and cuts off, as they're claiming to today, oil imports, ladies and gentlemen, your gas and oil and heating bill and gasoline bill are going to go through the roof. Plane tickets are going to go up. Everything. Why? Because the Biden administration and the Democrats who beat up business all the time for short-term thinking are always engaged in short-term thinking when it comes to oil and gas. Well, Keith, uh, well, help right away. Wouldn't help right away? Well, maybe if we had finished Keystone, then Keystone would be helping right away, like right now, if we finished it, except you stopped Keystone. By the way, I'm going to have a monologue on this on my Fox show Saturday at 9. I'm putting it together now about the Democrats' total hypocrisy when it comes to business and government. Government, short-term thinking is best. Business, if you're involved in short-term thinking, you're screwing over America. Here's Jen Psaki here. You'd think they'd apologize for not finishing Keystone, which would add to our supply about six to 800,000 barrels of oil, right? Now, Saki's answer is ridiculous. Saki's answer is, well, the oil's coming in anyway via train, and she doesn't even get specific because she probably doesn't know, which is kind of funny, Joe, because I thought the left were the environmentalists. So you'd rather the oil be transported via a method that creates more of the pollution you claim to want to fight rather than the simpler method of being able to transport it through an active pipeline, which would lead to very little emissions at all. Kind of strange, right? How they never, ever, ever have to apologize. Here's this hack, Peppermint Patty here, answering the question on Keystone. Check this out. Would President Biden ever undo his executive order that stopped the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline? Are you suggesting that would solve the gas prices issue? Well, do you think that that would maybe affect prices faster than getting the whole country off of fossil fuels? I actually don't think it would. Uh, the Keystone uh, was not an oil field. It's a pipeline. Yeah. Also, the oil is continuing to flow in just through other means. So it actually would have nothing to do with the current supply. Notice how she doesn't mention the other means. This just goes to show you how these people think you're an idiot. She doesn't mention the other means, tankers and rail, because why? The follow-up question would be, wait, 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 T.O., T.O. So you're suggesting to me, no, we get the oil anyway. But we can get it anyway, transported via a more environmentally unfriendly means. I don't get it. So you're suggesting that we should get the oil, but we should get it via dirty transportation systems, air quotes, rather than a relatively efficient fuel line? I'm just asking. And you idiots on the left fall for this, this dunce, every single time. Notice how she says there, did you catch that, Joe? Other means. Yeah, yeah. She catch the beginning too. The beginning is even yeah. more hilarious. The beginning, she goes, Are you suggesting that this will stop the problem right away? Um, no, Jen. Uh, we do long term planning, you would think, in government. Well, not you, you guys are morons. Um, but what's kind of weird, and I'll get this coming up in a sec, so hold this thought, is it's weird because 
Pete Buttigieg, again, no human being on earth says less by saying more. Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris did a whole spiel yesterday celebrating a plan that will do nothing on the short term to slow down the growing gas price problem. So and it's only a long term plan. So it's weird. Like the government on one hand wants private sector solutions that will only happen right now. But when the government says it has solutions, the long-term horizon is better. Hold that thought. Yeah, I I get it. It's a head scratcher. I, I, I get it. It's not a head scratcher when you understand that liberals are imbeciles. When you get that, it all makes sense. So here's the presser yesterday, too, with Saki. And one of the reporters there says, hey, Jen, you know, Americans are getting crushed at the pump. Here are some comments. And listen to her again. Take zero responsibility. And despite the fact that gas prices have been rising for a long time, she manages to blame the Russians, despite the fact that the Russian invasion is only, what, 14, 15 days old now? Amazing how you have to be an idiot to fall for this person. And yet there are tens of millions of idiots on the left who worship this dunce. Check this out. I want to read to you, if I could, Jen, some comments from people we've met at gas stations today. One woman saying, I just never imagined to see the cost of gas be this high. Another said, it's a huge stressor to my financial situation. A huge stressor. It's kind of like something I'm stressed about, like, during the day, will I be able to afford gas? How much money do I have? What is the White House, what is the president's message to Americans who are going to the gas station today and seeing prices so high? The president's message is that he is going to do everything we can, everything he can, to reduce the impact on the American people, including uh, the price of gas at the tank. What is also true is that because of the actions of President Putin, because he invaded a sovereign country, that created instability in the markets. That is something the president talked about even before uh, Russia and President Putin move forward with their actions. This is really stunning. It re- this is really, this is hard to believe. I really feel bad for you if you're a liberal dunce. I really do. I'm not kidding. I feel bad for you that you live in a world of stupid like this. She says two completely contradictory things there. Oh, Joe Biden's going to do everything he can to lower the price of gas and oil. You mean he's going to promote oil and gas leases on our land? Anwar? Keystone Pipeline. No, no, none of that. None of that at all. And then she goes on to blame Putin. Putin's in charge of the international oil and gas market. He's in charge because Joe Biden forfeited our leadership role away. You see how she says two completely different things? We're not doing anything. Therefore, Putin's in charge. But then she goes on to blame Putin for Putin being in charge for our problems here because we're not doing anything to increase oil and gas production here. It's amazing. It really is the the level of intellectual, the, the, the vacuum of just stupid you live in. It's like a black hole of idiocy. I can't emphasize enough. Republicans may not be the solution to all your problems. I get it. We failed a lot, too. But my gosh, Democrats are the cause of them. It is clear as day. And if you don't see that, I genuinely feel bad for you. Now, I want you to pay close attention. I said I would get to this just a couple minutes ago. 
So Jen Psaki, every time a free market solution to our gas crisis, the pricing crisis right now, it's taking money out of your wallet, thousands of dollars a year disappearing because of Democrat policies on oil and gas. Fact. Fact. On one hand, every time a free market solution is proposed to Saki and Biden, where they say, hey, how about Keystone, oil and gas leases? It may not fix the problem tomorrow, but in the futures market, it'll send a signal and it'll allow these companies using futures contracts to hedge some of the royal bills. Saki doesn't understand any of that. She's really an idiot. I'm convinced she's really not that smart. It would lower the price of gas. Companies would start to hedge using futures contracts. And if there was a guarantee of future supply on the market, futures contracts would go down. She doesn't understand any of that. Airlines, a lot of them don't buy their fuel on the spot market. They buy futures contracts to hedge and level out their pricing. No different than you who don't want, you don't want to get crushed with your oil prices in the winter. You've ever been oil, uh, offered by your, uh, your heating company? You ever been offered a plan to level out the bill throughout the year? Joe, you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about, Joe? Yeah, they yeah. do it all the time. Airlines do the same thing. Budget plan. Yeah. If there was a signal to the future market that we were going to produce more, prices would come down. This woman is too stupid to figure that out. Short term, if it's not an immediate solution, it's no good. Which is weird. Because here's Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg. No one says less by saying more. Here's Pete Buttigieg saying, oh, don't worry, folks. Problem solved. Uh, just go out and buy electric vehicles for, for whatever, sixty dollars to $100,000. This is the new, uh, this is, you know, the let them eat cake? Here's Pete Buttigieg which, with let them eat electric vehicles. Here, check this out. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so that people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Uh, that's it. Geek's like, that's a solution. Yeah, that's it. Come on, Geek, get with the program. Joe, you two are idiots. Just buy an electric vehicle, Joe. What's your problem? Geek? He's got a Honda. Get rid of that thing. Just go buy a $60,000. What's wrong with you? I like, on, buddy. I like pistons. Ge I know what Guy's first thought is. Guy's first thought is, well, can we get them as a sponsor? Maybe we'll get a, a sample you can turn over. <laughs> I'm not. I'm pretty sure they don't die. Uh, they'll give samples for that. Uh, that's it, folks. So just, just get together. Take sixty thousand out of your bank account, which you all have laying around. I'm sure every single one. You just buy an electric vehicle. There's Pete Buttigieg as a solution. Kamala Harris had even deeper thoughts. I'll get to that in a second. Deep thoughts with Kamala Harris to solve the prices. What we? I mean, she's got it. She nailed it. She nailed it. Deep thoughts with Kamala Harris coming up next. You, but did you get what I, you get the gist of what I'm saying there? Pete yeah. Buttigieg, they want to build out a whole national infrastructure for electric vehicles using taxpayer dollars. They're not sure it's going to work or isn't. That is clearly a 5, 10, 15, 20-year project. That's okay. But if it's a two, three to five-year project, Keystone and oil and gas development on federal lands, that's no good. And that makes sense to you because you're a liberal. I'm very sorry. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com slash security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So now in the middle of a generational, and it is generational, gas prices have now reached a record, a generational fuel crisis that has the potential to destroy the American economy. I want you to just think this through for a second if you think that's a hyperbolic statement. The gas prices, if they were to even remain the same as they are now and not even go up anymore, you're looking at the potential for about $500 to $2,000 a year more of money coming out of your wallet, your take-home pay to finance traveling around like you do now to work and everywhere else. Multiply that by the tens of millions of citizens in the United States who are active drivers. All that money now going in the exact same gas tank, not financing investments, not financing uh, uh, stock purchases, not financing small businesses, not financing inventories, not financing HR, not financing raises, not financing your health care, none of it. All out the exhaust pipe. Out the exhaust pipe. Thanks to Joe Biden and the Democrat policies. Keep supporting them, folks. This is suicide. This is suicide. National suicidal energy policy. That's exactly what this is. But don't worry, Kamala Harris has it nailed down. She was at the same presser yesterday with Pete Buttigieg, and she said that uh, it was like that. I think we'll do what we do when we're doing it. When we're done doing it, it'll be what we've done because we did it. Here was another deep thought from her yesterday. Check this out. We have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make the possible actually happen. <laughs> I was waiting. I, I, uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, dude. <laughs> we have the ability to do what we did with the possible when we vision the impossible to do the possible. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> really. Total joke. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, Biden and his administration, although Biden, I believe, has lost a step or two or 50. Um, Biden and his administration are, are, are absolutely aware of the consequences of their behavior, whether it's energy or their actions on Russia. They are, and they did it anyway. Um, here is more evidence. This is back in 1997 when Biden spoke in coherent sentences. Here is Joe Biden, 1997, talking about uh, the consequences, he believes, of trying to include Ukraine and Baltic countries in NATO that the Russians would likely respond. Again, whether you agree or disagree with the decision to include Baltic countries or potentially NATO or Ukraine in NATO in the future, that's an area open for debate. What I'm trying to suggest to you here is Biden pretending that the very hint of uh, putting Ukraine in NATO, which his administration did kind of wink and nod at, that they were unaware of what Russia was going to do is ridiculous. Biden knew it as far back as 1997. We always bring receipts here, folks. Here it is. I think the one place where the greatest consternation would be caused in the short term for admission 
having nothing to do with the merit and preparedness of the country to come in, would be to admit the Baltic states now in terms of NATO-Russian, U.S.-Russian relations. And if there was ever anything that was going to tip the balance were it to be tipped in terms of a vigorous and hostile reaction, I don't mean military, in Russia, it would be that. It's so funny. That cord drives Guy nuts. So while that video was playing, he's like, I got to move this cord. I, got- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I- now I said it. Now you all notice it. Oh, it drives him crazy. He's like, That's good. I like perfectionists. That's really good. But uh, he had to come over and move. I mean, there, there you go. There you go. He knew as far back as 1997. So let's not play the phony game here uh, with the, the national security infrastructure that we were totally unaware of what Putin would do if we tried to expand NATO to the Russian border. Again, I'm not, I'm, I, whether you agree or disagree with that decision, that's, that's fine. That's what we should do. Dialogue is important. And as I said to you on the show, I'm going to give quote, uh, you know, opinions where people agree with me and people who don't. You're entitled to hear them both. I don't claim to be the be-all, end-all in the, in, the, uh, in, the, you know, in the knowledge business here. But they knew. So let's not pretend they were taken by surprise. Someone else knew something, too, and responded totally differently. So Biden understood NATO expansion and the hint of it would cause a Russian invasion or likely something close to it, maybe not an invasion specifically, and yet did it anyway. Trump was aware of the consequences, too, to spin back to the energy business. Trump was aware of the consequences of relying on Russian oil, especially the fact that Germany wanted to build an exclusive pipeline to Germany, Nord Stream 2, that would bypass Ukraine and other countries so that they could rely almost exclusively on Russian oil, too. And Trump called out Germany in a speech in front of an international audience. And you know what the Germans did? I want you to watch this video, please. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please watch it. If you listen on audio, just 25-minute mark or whatever it is. Please watch the video. Watch the response from the German delegation at the end when they think it's hilarious, Trump warning them about relying on Russia. But again, whereas Biden knew something, screwed up and is celebrated and acts like an idiot. Trump knew something said about it, and yet he's the bad guy all the time. Check this out. Reliance on a single foreign supplier can leave a nation vulnerable to extortion and intimidation. That is why we congratulate European states such as Poland for leading the construction of a Baltic pipeline so that nations are not dependent on Russia to meet their energy needs. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. You see it? German delegation thought that was hilarious. But again, Trump, who seemed to be, I'm not lionizing the guy, folks, doesn't do him any favors to treat him as some kind of superhuman. He's not a Marvel superhero. He's a man. But he's a man who, for all of the knocks on him and his tweets and his temperament and all that, fine, fair enough. You don't like it, that's up to you. And bother me, bothers other people. You can't deny the fact that he was prescient on a lot of these issues. While Joe Biden, who claimed to know things, pretended to not know things later after when he knew things and said it, other things happened he didn't like. He was like, hey, I I didn't know. I didn't know the Russians would respond. Trump knew. 
The real danger here is at home, folks. We are copying China and Russia in totalitarian, tyrannical tactics. The evidence is everywhere. It's not even hard to see. Here, I'll prove it to you. So Axios has a mailing list, too, just like Politico has Playbook, Axios. They're left-leaning outlets. But my humble opinion, it's a good idea to hear what the left is up to. You get used to their framing. You get used to their narrative building um, and their lack of substantial journalism. I mean, once in a while, though, they'll put out a story that's actually accurate and, uh, and uh, on target. So Axios AM had a story this morning. One big thing, China censors Ukraine. Apparently, the Chinese government is scrubbing the country's internet of sympathetic or accurate coverage of Russian invas- Russia's invasion of Ukraine and amplifying pro-Putin talking points. I know what Joe's thinking. He's like, my gosh, that kind of, if you change the name to Biden and the United States, that kind of sounds like what's happening here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dan, that's not what's happening here. No, no, it is. Check out this Washington Examiner article I pulled for today's show too. The United States Surgeon General is now demanding, by the way, that uh, big tech companies, big tech communists, provide him with information about what they deem is COVID misinformation. The GOP has been responding back. You can read this article in my newsletter today. GOP says Surgeon General's chilling speech via big tech with misinformation push. The same thing's happening here. Please argue to me otherwise. China, you're only allowed pro-government, anti-Ukraine talking points. United States, you're only allowed pro-COVID, pro-government talking points here as well. Everything else will be categorized as COVID or Russian disinformation. Please explain to me the difference. I'd love to hear it, folks. Oh, okay. That's just one example. Russian disinformation and COVID disinformation is an excuse to censor conservatives. All right. Maybe we are like Russians over here, but it's really not that bad. I mean, you can always defend yourself with lawyers and everything. Oh, you can? Here, Scoop. Lachlan Marquet and Jonathan Swan. High-powered group targets Trump's lawyers' livelihoods. Full disclosure, uh, one of the uh, attorneys in this piece is a friend of mine. But now, if you even bothered to defend Donald Trump and work for him during his campaign, his presidency, or during the election, the political left is targeting them with campaigns to disbar them so they can never practice the legal profession again. Tell me again how it's any different than China and Russia. Waiting, waiting. I'm waiting. I don't, I don't hear anything. I don't... Yes, I do hear something. That is correct. I hear a bunch of crickets. That's really weird. Now you see why when I discussed on my Fox show this weekend that the credit card companies, PayPal and the like, cutting off Russia, how what worries me more is not just the cutting off of Russia, but the cutting off of U.S. citizens who disagree with the current political narrative du jour. BizPack picked up the article yesterday. You can read it in the newsletter. Bongino warns credit card companies could cut off enemies of the political left. It's not a conspiracy theory. No, folks, it's not. Stripe cut off Donald Trump. That's why I started ParallelEconomy.com to give you options. Folks, I, again, I can't say to you in strong enough terms, you will be next if they feel like it. If they feel like banning you, they will use the exact same tactics. They are doing it right now. These are sick people. Their enemy is not Vladimir Putin. They wanted to hit the reset button with him years ago. Their enemy is you. Don't forget that quote by Lee Smith. The left doesn't have foreign enemies. They have political enemies. I don't know if that's an exact quote. I may have, but that's, it's true. They don't have foreign enemies. They have political enemies. And that enemy is you. 
This stuff will be turned on you. Mark my words. I had Joe yesterday, and I wasn't even kidding. I had Joe check the date and Jim. Mark the time. Save those articles. Because mm -hmm. when it happens to you and the left has been losing their mind, oh, my gosh, he's crazy. What is he saying? You watch. I hope I'm wrong. I know I won't be. We are moving rapidly. Rapidly. Towards a non-constitutional republic, totalitarian, tyrannical system. And it's happening at a pace I don't even think you recognize. I see it because this is my job and I'm attacked every day. Here, you want to see another way we're emulating uh, China and, and, uh, and Russia? You know, they don't have the whole warrant. They just spy on whoever they want. Wall Street Journal had a scoop yesterday. Secret surveillance program collecting Americans' money transfer data, a senator says. Apparently, the DHS participated in a secret bulk surveillance program that collected millions of records about certain money transfers of Americans without a warrant, according to officials at a U.S. center. Wow, kind of sounds like the whole Spygate thing and the metadata collection. Tell me again now uh, we're a constitutional republic and, hey, the real crisis is over in uh, Russia with those tyrants and totalitarians. You mean the same tyrants and totalitarians were emulating their tactics right here? Surveillance, political enemies being silenced, censorship, bankruptcy, imprisoning political uh, folks on the other side of the aisle. What's the difference? There's The only difference is in degree. Granted, the Russians have taken it to level 10, but you, the difference is not is it happening or not. There are political prisoners. Look at what's happening to the January 6th folks in contrast to Antifa and BLM. We do have political prisoners. We do have censorship. We do have mass surveillance in this country. The only question isn't yes or no. That's a fact. I just, I just showed you the receipts. The only question is the degree. That's it. The degree to which it's happening. That is it. All right, I needed a little bit of good news for today's show. Whenever we need some good news, we go with a Ron DeSantis strikes again. So let me add another component of how we're emulating China and Russia. Again, it's not a question if we're doing it. The only question is the degree. China and Russia do not have free, open access to the press. They don't. Either do you. The press is dominated by Democrat Party activists. They are not serious people. Uh, these people are nothing more than totalitarians playing the useful idiot role for a totalitarian regime with Joe Biden. These are not serious people. So here's a proof. Yes, it even happens on the local reporter level where the Florida local reporters, a lot of them are just so incredibly stupid. It's it's hard to even watch the local news coverage of Ron DeSantis down here because it's so hilariously backwards. And there's nothing I enjoy more than a local reporter like this guy, I believe, from Tampa, this moron. Who asks? Who doesn't ask a question? He makes an assertion in the form of a question, gets wrecked by Ron DeSantis, and then goes and posts it on Twitter as if this was some kind of a of a of a W, like a win. Goes to show you how dumb this guy was. So here's this moron reporter. He asks Ron DeSantis about a "Don't Say Gay" bill. Don't say gay bill. There's a bill not to say gay. Uh, no, no, there's no bill not to say gay. It's made up. No, no, literally, there is no bill that says, that says don't say gay. There is no bill. Now, there is a bill going through the Florida political process right now which says you can't indoctrinate kids with sexual education uh, from kindergarten to third grade. 
which I don't know, Joe, sounds like a good thing to me. Picture uh, pushing a sexualized agenda in schools to kids in kindergarten up to third grade. Nah, nah. That sounds to me kind of gross. I, I, yeah, I'm not, you're not for Guy. What about you? You for that? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think it sounds reasonable. No, it doesn't sound reasonable. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds insane. So, of course, the Democrats, which love sexual education in kindergarten and that kind of stuff, this is why they're getting destroyed in the culture war, by the way, and they think the rest of America is with them. They call this bill the don't say gay bill. Again, there is no don't say gay bill. They made it up. But that doesn't stop the reporter from asking Ron DeSantis about a bill that doesn't exist. Here, check this out. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. Well, it says advanced classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For, for for grades pre-K through three. I know you so five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you, because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. So uh, we got inflation running at 7%, gas up uh, 5 6 $7 a gallon in some places, and still going up. We've got the small but not zero chance probability of nuclear war uh, going on. We've got a Russian invasion of Ukraine. You've got a healthcare crisis. You've got a food crisis on the horizon. I don't know if you know this, but Ukraine and Russia are about one-third of the world's wheat uh, supply fertilizer as well. So we yeah. got a food crisis coming. That's why I bought some extra emergency food from my buddies at Patriot Supply. Believe me, they didn't pay for a spot today. I'm telling you the truth. But a little bit extra food, you should too. Food supply drying up. And the press in Florida, this total zero fake news journalist, is asking Ron DeSantis about a bill that doesn't exist. They don't say gay bill. DeSantis wrecks him, and he posts it, this moron, on social media like this was some kind of a victory, him getting humiliated. There is no don't say gay bill. It's a lie. Like everything Jen Psaki says, Joe Biden says, and the media says. Now, for those of you still bizarrely taking the American Pravda media that replicates the Soviet model for media propaganda seriously, I feel for you. I'm Again, I'm not kidding. I've said it throughout the show. I thank the Lord every day I'm not you. I do. The ability to see truth is God's greatest gift. It's not wealth. It's not, uh, it's not fancy watches or cars. It's the ability to see truth. Here's your media. Here's a New York Times article by Charlie Warzel, who was trying to tell you how to distill real news from the fake news environment. This is the New York Times, the captains of fake news. These are the pee-pee hoaxers. Here's his recommendation. <laughs> his recommendation, folks, is, quote, use Wikipedia for quick guidance. Spend less time torturing yourself with complex primary sources. Wikipedia, folks. Wikipedia. Wikipedia, which is knowingly, knowingly, people on Wikipedia, because it's crowdsourced, have posted false information still up yeah. on just about 
Every conservative page I know, yes, use Wikipedia. As I've said to you before, you cite to me Wikipedia arguments. I, I, you can't. I, I can't deal with that kind of stupid. I really, there are levels of stupid I can deal with. If you're citing to me Wikipedia for anything, I immediately disregard you as a mental, uh, as a mental moron, and I have no time for that. I'm sorry. New York Times, use Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia, also known as Scamopedia. Use Wikipedia. That's hilarious. Yeah, Right, right. He said it right. You're in first grade. Your teacher goes, you better not cite Wikipedia. Nobody actually believes Wikipedia is a credible source of information. It's a left-wing propaganda site. Read any conservative page, any conservative page, and you'll see exactly what I mean. It's a joke. There's the New York Times or Charlie Warzel. You Wikipedia. Sounds like a disposable right, diaper. No. Yeah, It does, right? Does. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it does. Hey, uh, let me get to my next sponsor. And just one quick note. Um, my good friend, Senator Mike Lee from Utah, needs our help, folks. Listen, the man is a constitutionalist, uh, and he believes it. I know him. I know him personally. Uh, I don't say that because I know him personally, but he needs our support. He's got a primary on his hands with a bunch of Trump-hating lunatics out there, and candidly, constitutional-hating lunatics out there, too, who are committed to getting him out of there. Why? Because they don't want constitutionalists. You don't have to agree with everything Senator Lee's ever said. You don't, but I'm uh, asking you to please go out and support him. We need more people in there believe in the Constitution. He's got this, this stuff that's happening to him on, on the left, people pretending to be Republicans. It's just shameful. All right, here's what I got coming up next. There's an interesting development in an assassination plot targeted against John Bolton. Why haven't you heard more about it? Well, when I tell you the reason why, according to sources in this report, you're going to be pretty disgusted. Okay, getting back to the show. Hey, folks, given my prior line of work, stories about political assassinations really um, get under my skin. That's why I covered the Lindsey Graham story. and He was, uh, you know, he's still sticking by it, which I totally disagree. He's a public figure in the, in the political space. It's far different. But a plot apparently has been uncovered to assassinate John Bolton. Tom Rogan, Washington Examiner, has the details of the story. It's in my newsletter today, bungino.com slash newsletter. Iran plotting the assassination of John Bolton and others, even while Biden negotiates a nuclear deal. Now, as a guy who worked in a protective intelligence squad in the Secret Service and studied assassinations and investigated them for years, right? Folks, candidly, 99.99, if not more, percent of these people are just bluffers. They're in a bar, they're drunk. I'm going to kill this guy, fill in the blank, whoever it may be, whatever political figure they don't like. Most of them, thank the Lord, will never follow through. I'm telling you, I've interviewed hundreds of these people. Most of them are just, they're the guy, you know, you know, they're the bully on the, you know, they, they, uh, they scream and yell in your face till you punch them in the nose. That's who they are. They're just screaming and yelling. That's not the case here. Apparently they have two Iranians belonging to the, uh, revolutionary guard corps there, Quds force that actually had a plan to assassinate John Bolton. Now, why haven't I heard about this? Well, Rogan has some interesting details. A source told him, the examiner, that the Department of Justice possesses indictable evidence against this Iranian hit squad here, but that the Biden administration officials are resisting publicly indicting the men for fear it could derail their drive for a nuclear deal with Iran. Oh, this is 
I'd say hard to believe, ladies and gentlemen, but it's not. Again, going back to the beginning of the show, these people are so committed to empowering Vladimir Putin, Iran, and China, our enemies, that they not only replicate their tactics, but they seek a deal with them, kissing their asses, even though they're plotting right now to kill American diplomats and former diplomats like John Bolton. Great point. Back to Lee Smith's point. The left does not have foreign enemies. The left has political enemies. Anything that gets in the way of their Iran deal makes you a political enemy, they sideline that conversation. Folks, do we even have to say this? Is it, I mean, given my prior line of work, do I have to say this? Do we have to speak to the left like children? Political assassinations of U.S. targets. I don't care about your politics at all on this front. Political assassinations of U.S. targets, Joe. Very bad, right? Joe, can we take a little poll? Yeah. A very bad idea? Yeah. Okay, Joe, Gee, bad idea? Yeah. Gee's giving a thumbs down. Just not good, folks. Getting goosebumps because I can't believe we have to say this. The Obama administration, though, is like, no, no, no. Let's first, let's sign a nuclear deal to give them a glide path to a nuclear bomb. And then, and then maybe we'll indict them for trying to kill one of our diplomats. All right, moving on. Here's a great piece of video from a guy I've come to trust on COVID, COVID vaccinations, mandates, and COVID treatments. Dr. Peter McCullough, I saw this on his social media feed. Dr. McCullough has been talking about options outside of the vaccine, which is which whose efficacy has gone down dramatically, and uh, some of the side effects have become troubling lately and some of the reporting about the vaccine. So Dr. McCullough has been talking about other treatments for a long time. Here's a treatment I hadn't heard about before. I am not a doctor. I am not recommending it. He is a doctor. I have no medical expertise in this whatsoever to recommend it. I'm simply passing on to you what other people in the medical space who studied this thing. But here's Dr. McCullough about an option about the nose and cleansing the nose and the mouth that is apparently, according to some research he cites, shown some efficacy, but you're not hearing about it. Why? Because we're still debating the efficacy of masks and vaccines it was at, to the expense of every single other thing out there. Here, check this out. The biggest thing I've learned that's both preventive and a treatment is the use of oral nasal hygiene. If we've learned anything, the virus lives in the nose and mouth at very high concentrations for several days before it takes off as an infection. So we have a wonderful therapeutic opportunity in using dilute povidone iodine or betadine, a 1% solution, uh, gargling and swishing and spitting it out, a nasal spray at least twice a day is preventive. And then with incipient infection, someone who's, if you've been exposed and you think you're coming down to it, to go ahead and blast with povidone iodine Every four hours, as done in a study by Chowdhury, a large, prospective, high-quality, randomized controlled trial markedly reduces the risk of developing COVID-19 or even worse, ending up in the hospital. You heard anything about that? Um, my guess is probably not. You're still being bombarded with talk about, put your mask on. You probably haven't heard anything about that. Probably haven't heard a lot about antibodies either. Vitamin D healthy diet, the benefits of maybe losing weight and exercise to try and keep yourself healthy. Yeah, we're not hearing a lot of that. But there is a commercial in Florida about that. Thankfully, Ron DeSantis and Joe Ladapo, the uh, doctor, Dr. Ladapo, 
uh, have an ad out. If you've seen a key on local TV, it says, you know, take care of yourself, exercise, get the right amount of nutrients in your body. It'll help your body prepare. God forbid you're infected. You don't see any of that. It's all about vaccine and mask. Yeah, I didn't hear. I'd never heard about that before. But now you did because our show is committed to it. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we're almost at 2.3 million people on Rumble. Please go subscribe, rumble.com slash Bongino. I deeply appreciate it. And um, thank you to everyone who went out, bought my book, Follow the Money. Uh, yesterday, we were number one in like five or six different categories. The first chapter is called Insane in Ukraine. I wrote it two years ago. Read that chapter and the whole George Soros, Ukraine, Biden money connection will make sense and it'll explain exactly what's going on in Ukraine right now and uh, how corrupt it's been over there. Not to take away from the Ukrainian people and their freedom fight, but you need the whole story. Just read chapter one, Insane in Ukraine. It'll all make sense. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.